Welcome back, everybody, to GMs for Hire. My name is Will Paulson. Alongside with us today, RJ Strope and Matt Perry, and we are here to bring you an MLB playoff bracket preview uh, for the upcoming playoffs in the Major League Baseball. Uh, it's a completely different format this year, something we haven't seen yet before, as this year, eight teams from both the American League and the National League have made the playoffs. Whenever it comes down to it, uh, they're going to start down in a three-game series between this first round. Then they're going to go to the typical five-game series, then seven, then seven to finish it out. Uh, and this year with the expanded playoffs, the top two teams from each division make the playoffs. And then an additional two wildcard teams, as always. Uh, we'll start. Uh, just to go and hit it real quick, Matt, I'll start with you. What team made the playoffs this year that you were not expecting uh, at the beginning of the season? Well, I think I'm not alone in thinking this. Uh, the Miami Marlins, for sure. Uh, they come into the season looking like another fifth-place team, and they wind up turning some heads. You know, uh, Derek Jeter really isn't doing the worst job down there uh, running the Marlins. Um, they're actually – it's taking a while, but they're actually working their way up. Uh, they wound up finishing, I believe, third in the NL East in front of the Mets and Nationals, which definitely many people didn't expect, and wound up getting the sixth seed, finishing higher than some teams who made the playoffs last year. So uh, I don't think they'll make it far in the playoffs, but I'm definitely shocked to see them in the playoffs, and I can't be anything but proud of them, really. RJ, I'm assuming the same. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the low-hanging fruit would be to say the Miami Marlins – uh, you know, before the season when we talked about the potential of, you know, a team going out and winning single-digit games, you know, I know I did. Uh, the teams that I was thinking of were like Baltimore, Detroit, and Miami. Um, those were the three. I really expected Miami's division to be better this year. I really think Miami benefited from the Mets not living up to expectations, the Phillies not living up to expectations, and the Nationals just having a World Series hangover. Um, I think if those other four teams and, the, and then the Braves, you know, they slap always. If the other four teams would have been as good as they could have been on paper, Miami wouldn't have in, been anywhere close to making the playoffs. But, hey, good for them. You mentioned Derek Jeter. Um, you know, it's going to take time to rebuild that franchise. You have to – the first thing you have to do is you have to gain the public trust. Let's not forget Marlins Park is built on the site where the old Orange Bowl was, and nobody wanted the Orange Bowl tore down. And so you tear it down and you build a big baseball stadium that's costing the taxpayers a ton of money. No one likes that team down there. You're going to have to earn their trust. And getting postseason berths, especially when it's not expected, that's how you gain the trust and that's how you begin to really build a fan base. That team really rallied around, uh, especially young pitcher Sixto Sanchez. He did it amazing whenever he was being brought up. Uh, the addition of Starling Marte really helped them out. Uh, and they were they were looking like a pretty solid team there for a little bit. And so they've managed to uh, sneak into second place out in that division. Uh, and under the new playoff rules, that's just good enough. So uh, they'll be moving on, and they'll be in the first round against Chicago. We'll get to them 
in a second. But we're going to start with the American League, uh, the American League side of the bracket. Since their games start on Tuesday, we'll hit them first. And starting with the one seed versus the eight seed, the Toronto Buffalo Blue Jays will be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays as the one seed in the American League. RJ, we'll start with you in a three-game set. Who do you like between Toronto and Tampa Bay? Toronto's another team that I really didn't think was going to make the playoffs. Um, I know they have some good young pieces. I didn't think they had enough. But then again, eight teams make it. So, I mean, I guess they had a pretty good shot. The Rays pitching is disgusting. Um, they, they should not be allowed to assemble this much talent and on one team. Uh, the Rays, honestly, are just going to sweep them. Uh, Matt, we'll go over to you. Rays and Blue Jays, who you got? Well, for me, in a three-game series, pitching's everything. And like RJ said, the Rays pitching is pretty nasty. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Rays as well. Um, I do like where the Blue Jays are at now. I do also think they turned a couple heads making the playoffs, sneaking in right there at the end. Um, and they do clearly have a have a nice future ahead of them with guys like Bo Bichette. Uh, but, yeah, I, for now, I have to go with the Rays. No question. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree there. I'm I'm definitely going with Tampa Bay on that one between Snell, Morton, uh Glasnow. I mean the the pitching over there in Tampa Bay is disgusting. They they have an amazing bullpen as well. A lot of underrated guys that are kind of under the radar but yet still good enough to take the number 1 seed in the American League. Uh I'm, we're all going with Tampa Bay on that one. Moving on to the two seed versus the seven, the Chicago White Sox, I think another team that a lot of people may have been a little skeptical on at the beginning of the season have snuck in as the second team, uh, have snuck in actually as a wild card team out in the American League Central, and they will be taking on the Oakland Athletics. Matt, we'll start with you between Chicago and Oakland. Who do you like? Well, Chicago's another team with a nice young future. You got guys like Eloy Jimenez, Juan Moncada, of course, Luis Robert, um, kind of on the front lines for the White Sox moving forward. Um, like I said, pitching is everything. Neither of these teams have a fantastic rotation. Uh, Lucas Giolito obviously stands out for uh, Chicago. I know Dylan Cease has had some good starts. Uh, Luis Robert did not have a very good end of the season. I know he was on kind of a skid, uh, kind of messed with his chances at a rookie of the year, rookie of the year award. We'll see where that goes. But um, this one's going to be close. I think this one goes three for sure. Um, but I'm going to have to take the safe bet and go Oakland. All right, so we got one for Oakland. RJ, who you like in between the White Sox and the Athletics? I'm glad you said that. So this episode isn't boring and we all have the same picks. I actually really think the White Sox are going to do it. Um, I, I do think it'll probably go three games. The White Sox just – it's like they have a switch. And if they flip it on, if they're on when they show up at the ballpark, they can explode for 11 runs that night. Uh, this team can absolutely mash. Oakland's going to miss not having Matt Chapman. You mentioned neither team really has a great rotation, but you did mention Lucas Giolito, and he's going to be the best pitcher in the series, best starting pitcher, that is. Um, and, yeah, hopefully that would be a dub for Chicago, whichever game Giolito starts, probably game one. Yeah, I think the White Sox can beat Oakland, actually. Okay, well, I'm, I guess I'm not the only one. I was also looking at the Chicago White Sox. I knew I was going to have a differing opinion once you said Oakland. Uh, again, I, I'm right there with RJ. If this team is firing on all cylinders and they're having a good day between Jose Abreu, Yoan Moncada, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yonzvani Grandal, I mean, this is a team that can, if they get hot, put up eight, nine, ten runs in an inning. Um, being a Cardinal fan, I watched them do it to us 
at one point in the season. I know they beat us, I think, like 11-1 to one game earlier in the season. Uh, they have the ability. Lucas Giolito, one of the two pitchers to throw a no-hitter this year, um, he's been dialed in. He's been very uh, – he's been pitching pretty well. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I, I like the chances just because of the fact that Oakland's missing Matt Chapman. And as both of you mentioned, the pitching isn't really too great in this matchup. Um, I like that bullpen arm, that lefty bullpen arm. I know Matt and I have talked quite a bit about him. I think his last name's Crochet or, yeah, or Crochet. Yeah, he's he's been amazing for the White Sox coming in here. He's pitching like 100, 100 to 102 lefty arm. Uh, look for him to neutralize. See, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked to see a lot of him versus Matt Olson. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the White Sox be able to pull it out. So uh, two of us with Chicago and one of us going with Oakland. And that takes us on to the three seed versus the six seed. The Trash Bangers make it yet again. Uh, they will be taking on the Minnesota Twins, who had won the American League Central. We'll start with RJ between the Astros and the Twins. Who do you have? This is another series that I think could be – it could have a lot of fireworks. There could be a lot of firepower, uh, a lot of runs scored. I like Minnesota. Uh, Justin Verlander won't be available for Houston. Lance McCullers has not played well this year. You don't know what Zach Granke is going to show up. Uh, you don't know which one you're going to get that day. I think the Minnesota Twins can beat them. I think that's another one that will probably go three. Um, but, yeah, the, you talk about a high-scoring series. These teams can put up some runs. Matt, the same for you, or are you going with Houston? Uh, I, I, I do have to agree with about everything RJ said. Um this isn't the same Houston Astros sign stealing or not. Uh, this isn't the same team we saw even a year ago, let alone a two or three. Um, like you said, Verlander's not available. McCullers inconsistent. Uh, Grinky can be hit or miss in the playoffs. I know he was last year. Uh, and then the offense has not lived up to par this year. They'll be without Jordan Alvarez, which could be a factor. Um, but yeah, I do think it will go three and I do think it could be, fairly high scoring, but in the end, I do think the Twins will get past the Astros. You know, we, we've said so far that a lot of this comes down in a three-game set to pitching, and I just think the pitching for the Minnesota Twins has it. Uh, yes, both teams can be very offensive heavy. Uh, we've seen it with the Twins. You know, they're always a home run heavy team. Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anybody can put it over the ball, uh, put it over the fence, I should say, um, even hit it out of the ballpark if need be. But um, yeah, I, I just think with Kenta Maeda, the way he's been pitching this season, he's been disgusting. He's been out of his mind. Uh, Jose Barrios is always going to be a solid pitcher. Um, I, I like Minnesota, and I think those two arms could do it for him. I wouldn't be shocked to see it be done in two. Um, but overall, I like Minnesota in it. Uh, with I think the injury bugs just kind of bit, uh, uh, bit the Astros a little bit too hard, especially taking Justin Verlander. Um, I think that would be their one shot at having an opportunity in this. But whenever you have to rely on arms such as McCullers and Urquidy, uh, Valdez, James, I, I don't like the chances for Houston. So uh, I'm going with Minnesota as well. And that'll bring us to the final American League matchup as Matt Perry's New York Yankees will be taking on the Cleveland Indians, the number uh, – well, the second-place team in the American League Central. Uh, we'll start with the homer, Matt, uh, New York Yankees and Cleveland Indians. What do you got? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm scared. And I'm scared for many reasons, not just because we'll be facing Shane Bieber for the Triple Crown winner, most likely Cy Young winner in, in the game one, um, but mainly because the Yankees have been so hit or miss this year, uh, in all honesty. Uh, we start the season off 
or the Yankees start the season off going 16 and six, they hit another slide. They hit that 10 and 0 run a couple weeks ago. They finished the season on another slide, end up in the fifth seed. You know, it's, it has not been an ideal season for the Yankees uh, early on injuries bit them again, but now the 10 day DL is empty for the most part, I believe. Um, Paxton, however, is shut down for the season. Obviously Severino has been out for the year. Tommy Canely out of the bullpen, he's done for the season. Um, as we mentioned, pitching defines a three-game set for the most part. And, you know, you got Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole game one, which won't be easy, but I do think Garrett Cole could guess through. Uh, no doubt this game goes three. And um, the, uh, the Cleveland Indians, of course, are a fantastic team. Wasn't their best year, but, but uh, we've met them several times in the recent past in the playoffs. And we, uh, I believe we're one and one in our last two series against them. But it could really go either way. Um, I'm going to trust the Yankees here. I'll give it to the Yankees in three. But if the bats don't show up in game one, I'd, I wouldn't expect them to show up in game two. So bats in game one, Yankees in three. No bats in game one, Cleveland in three. I'll say I'll put it that way. I'll split it. Seems to be the, the closest uh, uh, this three-game set out of, the, out of the four in the American League for Matt. RJ, are you feeling the same? Is this going to be one of those uh, coming down to the wire here? Yeah, this is definitely the, the marquee matchup for the first round of the American League playoffs, in my opinion. Um, yeah, this is the irresistible force and the immovable object right here with the Yankees offense versus the Indians uh, pitching. Yeah, you, you've got you, – you really have a, a great matchup. Uh, you mentioned how game one could be Shane Bieber versus Garrett Cole. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out here. Who knows? Shane Bieber is, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. I personally don't think a pitcher should ever win MVP, but this guy, like you mentioned, won the triple crown. He's an MVP candidate. (laughs) What do you think? Should Garrett Cole pitch game two instead of game one? That's what like, I would do. <laughs> throw Cole in two, right? Like, because I, I, like I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste Garrett Cole when we're going up against Bieber. Like, just take your L against Bieber and then throw Cole and Tanaka, and let's see what's up. Like, I like I, the they're idea. not going to do it, I'm sure, but I like um, the idea I, of Tanaka versus uh, Bieber just because of how good Tanaka is in the playoffs. Yeah, like, and, I, and Cole will just save him for a different. Right? If I find the I, you know, I, I feel like this goes for any playoff team. You don't want to lose game one because then your back's against the wall. I think – and then, like you said, Snocker's so good in the postseason. Why, why can't he go game two? Just in case Cole can't get it done against Bieber. You have Does to knock Garrett Cole, that's why. I trust, I trust Garrett Cole and, and Masahiro Tanaka in the playoffs more than probably any other pitcher in the league. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're historically very good in the playoffs. So, either way, I think they're – they're, they're reversible. You can put them – versatile. You can put them anywhere. Well, the theme of this video has been pitching, so I guess I need to give a prediction. And I, I think I'm going to go Cleveland in three. I, I, I think I'm with you, too, when it, it, this is going to be, like, the most dramatic one of the three. To say a three-game set's going to be dramatic may be a little bit of an overreaction, but uh, I don't see where this doesn't go to three. Uh, I don't see – 
either one of these teams winning in two. Um, and it really is going to depend, as Matt said, on what New York team shows up because we've seen the Yankees lose 15 of 20. We've seen the Yankees win 10 straight. We've, you know, and this has been a very streaky season uh, for the boys in the pinstripes. And so it, it's going to be interesting, but just purely based off of uh, my gut reaction, I'm going to have to go Cleveland. Uh, I just because of as mentioned already, the pitching staff. I mean, uh, the Yankees have a great pitching staff. You can't lie. But, uh, again, in classic New York Yankees fashion, the injury bug bites again, uh, as mentioned with all the names that Matt mentioned that are out of it or at least are going to be shut down for some. Uh, just with how deep the Cleveland starting pitching staff is, I think that they stand a little bit better of a chance. But uh, Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka are, are, are very phenomenal arms. They're going to be – Interesting. Tanaka has a great record in the postseason, great track record, I should say. Um, and he's pitched very well. Garrett Cole's Garrett Cole, but also Shane Bieber is Shane Bieber. And uh, the the Triple Crown winner of the uh, the Major League Baseball, So, with that, which doesn't happen a lot. But, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be probably out of even the American and the National League, probably the most entertaining series out of the three. But that moves us on to the National League. Um, and – Quick shout out to the National League Central because they have a team represented in every single series in the National League. First time ever, because it's the first time it's been possible that four teams have represented uh, a single division in the playoffs. And so we'll start off with the number one versus the number eight seed. The Los Angeles Dodgers will be hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, and I mean, that sounds terrible for the Milwaukee Brewers, at least in my opinion, but we'll start with RJ. We'll get, we'll get your opinion on that. Dodgers and two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's it. I don't, I don't think the Brewers should have been in the playoffs anyway. I was really hoping the Phillies would have got that last spot because I think they have just a little more firepower. They could have at least made it interesting. Um, yeah, I think the Dodgers just smack them. Matt, the same? Dodgers in two. Uh, I also wanted to see uh, Bryce Harper in the playoffs. He's always electric. Yeah. Uh, JT Realmuto yet, is yet to have playoff experience, I believe. So um, when will we see him? Maybe next season when he's on a different team. Who knows? But, yeah, Dodgers in two. Who would have thought when JT Realmuto and Marcelo Zuna and all these team, well, all these players leave is when the Marlins make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, obviously, uh, the pitching staff – in Milwaukee, I can name one starter, and then I don't even know who's going to pitch game two and game three um, if it comes down to It don't to matter. Yeah, and it's not going to. Brandon Woodruff's is the only starting pitcher name I know out there in Milwaukee, and the other two, uh, good luck because it's either going to be – I mean, there's Bueller, there's Kershaw, there's May. Uh, it, it, it keeps going for the Dodgers, and then not to mention if you hit their bullpen, their bullpen's actually had – some decent success this year, which isn't very common for Dodgers pitchers. Uh, it seems to be very starting pitcher heavy, and then their bullpen can be a little shaky um, other than the anchor of Kenley Jansen. But the, even the bullpen for the Dodgers has done well this season, so uh, Dodgers in two. I, the, the, the clear consensus here between everybody. So moving on to the two versus the seven, RJ's Atlanta Braves are going to be hosting the Cincinnati Reds. RJ, we'll start with you on this one. How do you like your team's chances against the Reds? This is – I mean, obviously I'm a homer, but this to me is the most interesting matchup in the National League. Um, 
because I think the Reds are just that scrappy, like fun team that is just kind of annoying and just kind of pisses you off. You can't ever make them go away. Um, but the Braves right now, I, I really don't know how they could be hotter. Freddie Freeman should be the National League MVP. Marcelo Zuna led the National League in RBIs and home runs. Acuna still slaps. Albies is finally healthy. Max Freed is a Cy Young candidate. Uh, who's the kid they brought up? Ian Anderson. He's doing really well. Um, I, I like the Braves. It'll probably go three. They'll probably drop a game. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully it's in two and they don't, you know, start giving me heart problems already. Uh, but I do like Atlanta's chances. I do think that'll be a fun series, though. Matt, what are your thoughts on this series? So, back when we did the predictions, I think I had the Reds at least winning the division. I know when we did the predictions, they were formatted differently because we formatted it based on um, region. Mm. But uh, clearly that was that didn't happen. <clears throat> uh, and, and like RJ said, Atlanta has a bunch of guys that are on fire. Freddie Freeman, Marcelo Zuna, both top five hitters in the National League right now. Um and, and they're pitching. Yeah, Max Fried's really broken out this year, uh, kind of from out of nowhere. Uh, I, I believe he was getting bullpen shifts the past few seasons, and they finally gave him some more innings, and he's really showing what he can do. I, I'd be really afraid of this team if Soroka was healthy. Oh. Uh, yeah, if you could imagine, <laughs> that would be – that'd be a World Series candidate right there. Uh, and then they still could be. But um, Cincinnati's, Cincinnati was hot to finish the season. Obviously, they needed to be to get in. Um, but I honestly think I have to go Atlanta. They're, they're having too good of a season, and the individual players are just – I mean, everyone just seems to be producing for them. So I'm going to go Atlanta in three. I do think Cincinnati could sneak one out. But, yeah, I think, I think the Braves got this. Now, when we've been talking about the, the, uh, the tradition of this video so far has been pitching staffs, I think it's clear to see who you go with. But – that's not the case of this Atlanta lineup because this Atlanta lineup is on fire, as mentioned. I mean, uh, being a Cardinal fan, I still lose sleep over the fact we did not extend Marcelo Zuna. Uh, Freddie Freeman has been absolutely on fire, as mentioned. Uh, definitely top five, top three, maybe even the number one hitter in the, uh, in the National League this season. Been absolutely great. Um, you have that young core between Ozzy Albies, uh, Ozuna, as, or Acuna, as mentioned. Um, it. It's just that you, I don't see much of a weakness whenever it comes to the lineup. There may be a few spots here and there where you have to squeeze somebody in, but even a player such as like Adam Duvall can go off at any time. We've seen it multiple times throughout the year where he's had a game where he's popped off three home runs. Uh, Austin know, Riley. Austin Riley, yeah, as I was about to mention, he can be, he can be an offensive force. Trevor Darno can be an offensive force. I mean, there are, play, there are players – who? Dansby. Dansby. Dansby can get hot. You know, he got hot at a point yeah. in this year. Like it, This team doesn't have many offensive spots where uh, you can almost guarantee an out, and uh, that's the best way to combat a great pitching staff. And uh, even though the Reds at a point were looking like they were going to have number one and number two in the Cy Young candidates for the National League between Bauer and Sonny Gray, uh, Sonny Gray started to dip off a little bit, but Trevor Bauer is, uh, I would say, the one glowing – uh, thing that Atlanta should be concerned about, but I, at the end of the day, I got to take Atlanta. Uh, in in three in a three game series, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, between Castillo, Gray, and Bauer, uh, don't be shocked if the Reds able to pull one out at least. But um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Atlanta. 
but this is definitely, as I was, as RJ mentioned, this is definitely the series in the National League that I want to see. This is the one that I want to watch, uh, just because it's it's kind of like whenever you get a Super Bowl that's the number one offense versus the number one defense. Now you're looking at one of the best offensive lineups versus one of the best pitching staffs, um, at least from a top standpoint. They're very top heavy, but um, in a three game set, that's all you need. You you need those three arms that are gonna that do you good, and Cincinnati has just that. So. Uh, we'll see exactly how that unfolds and uh, but for now we're all going with Atlanta so moving on to the three seed versus the six the Chicago Cubs the ultimate winner of the National League Central will be hosting the uh, the the boys that could the Miami Marlins uh, in Chicago in a three-game set Matt we'll start with you Miami versus Chicago who do you have? You know, like I said I'm proud of the Marlins for making the playoffs and they've turned some heads but I don't think it's going to be a Cinderella story this year. Uh, I'm going I'm to say it straight up, Cubs in two. RJ, the same? Yeah, it's pretty clear cut. Um, I would like to point out, though, that I did pick the Cubs to win the National League Central before the season started while y'all were riding the Reds. I rode uh, the Cardinals, to be fair, but I said the Reds were going to well, be a playoff team. <laughs> all right. uh, yeah, Cubs in two. Marlins just, you know, it's, it's yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I, I like what Miami's doing. Hopefully they're able to rally up a, a couple of those young pieces and able to keep them uh, for the foreseeable future and bring in a couple new people. I, I really like Sixto Sanchez. And like I said earlier, he's been pitching very well. The addition of Starling Marte has been absolutely amazing. He's found his own in Miami um, back to being a star player. Um, and so Miami has been able to put a couple things together, but uh, two names you need to know. Kyle Hendricks and you Darvish and that's exactly who you're going to see and that's exactly who's going to shut down that lineup so uh it, it's going to be a very low scoring affair for Miami I'd honestly I'd be bold enough to say that they're going to get shut out both games uh I I wouldn't be shocked to see you Darvish the way you Darvish has been pitching you Darvish has been a nationally uh Cy Young candidate as well uh Kyle Hendricks is always one of those sneaky players uh Kyle, Kyle Hendricks can only throw about 90 miles per hour, but yeah, he can throw a no hitter in 60 pitches. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. He's been, uh, he's filthy. So uh, definitely Cubs in two uh, and definitely a low scoring affair for the Miami offense. Uh, and so that brings us to the next round, which will uh, the final round or the final matchup of the wild card round will be the number five seed St. Louis Cardinals will be being hosted by slam Diego as the Padres will be hosting the Cardinals for a three-game set. Matt, we'll start with you, your opinion on the Cardinals versus Padres. Well, ever since uh, that thing happened in Arlington, San Diego has been America's team. You know, they, they got red hot after uh, Tatis hit that grand slam on like a 3-0 count, and um, the Rangers manager started getting all pissy about it. But, um, yeah, these are two very good teams, honestly. I do think it will go to three games. But the Padres are so fun to watch. They do have a MVP candidate, of course, and Fernando Tatis Jr., who's arguably the most entertaining player in the league right now. Um, by the way, for MVP, I do think Freddie Freeman should win it, uh, not Tatis, but that's just me. Um, but, yeah, Hosmer's really stepped up this year. He's gotten better. Will Myers has had a good year. They've gotten production from just about everybody. Jake Cronenworth could make a run at Rookie of the Year, honestly. Same with Trent Grisham. They both of them, both of them had sneaky good years and have improved very much from at least Gresham has from the last year. And then pitching, uh, Denison LeMay on the Met has had a fantastic season. Um, really flew up the ranks, kind of past Chris Paddock in that rotation. And having Chris Paddock as a two really isn't a bad 
bad shot. Um, the, Car- the Cardinals, of course, they're, they're always playoff ready. Jack Flaherty hasn't been his best, but I, I think he'll show up in the postseason. Um, hopefully that bullpen holds it together. Uh, Gallegos, Miller, guys like that. Um, but I'm going to go Padres in three. RJ, we'll get your opinion. Cardinals versus Padres. Keep it short. You're the Cardinals fan. I'll let you do more talking than me. Uh, this Padres team, I think they're one of the most fun teams in the league to watch. I love their offense, whether it's Hosmer, whether it's Tatis, whether it's Machado, whether it's Will Myers. Uh, anyone can pop off. It's kind of like the Braves lineup. I would love to see a seven-game series between those two. Um, I think their pitching's good enough. I think the Padres win it in two, actually. Um, I just I think the Padres are so good. Fair enough. Um, similar to Matt in this situation, I feel like I can't home my own team. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, in any other scenario, I would go with the St. Louis Cardinals. But I can't do it just because of how thin we've been stretched this season. Uh, between doubleheader after doubleheader after doubleheader, having to miss so many series early on and then having to try to scramble to make everything back up. Uh, we're really stretching ourselves thin. And I think because of that, we've seen a, a, a dip in production in a lot of players. Um, again, like I said, I've lose sleep over the fact that John Mozeliak wouldn't go give an extension to Marcelo Zuna because our outfields combined batting, like uh, I want to say our combined outfield batting average is like 220. Uh, we, we have been absolutely pitiful whenever it comes to that. Uh, luckily, Harrison Bader's starting to get it and starting to put a couple things together ever since we sent Carlson down to the, the alternate site. He's come back, and he's been looking okay. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to pitching. And Denelson Lamette, as mentioned by Matt, has been having an absolute tear uh, of a season. They With the addition of Mike Clevenger, uh, Chris Paddock as well, I, I just – I don't see where the Cardinals can pull it out. Uh, You would like to trust Jack Flaherty and you'd think he'd steal a game, but as mentioned, he's not having the greatest season right now. The best pitcher for the Cardinals and who we'd have to bank on is Adam Wainwright. And I don't know if I can trust a 39 year old Adam Wainwright to try to carry us throughout the playoffs, but I mean, he's done it so far in the regular season. Uh, Hopefully we can get some of that Cardinal magic and at least try to steal one game. Uh, We always are one of those weird teams that no matter who's on our roster, no matter how good or bad we look, we still manage to be a pain in the ass for somebody. Uh, Wouldn't be shocked to see the same for San Diego, but uh, ultimately uh, I'm I'm going with the same prediction as Matt. I have to take the Padres in three uh, just because I, I I can't do it. I, I, there's something about it that just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't, I'm glad we made the playoffs by all means. I'm not shocked to see, uh, another year of playoffs with the, with the St. Louis Cardinals in it. I mean, it, it almost feels weird when we're not in it, but uh, that doesn't mean we always contend. And I think this is going to be one of those years where it's just going to be kind of a, a wash for us. So uh, I'm taking the Padres in three games. So that'll bring it to the end of the first round of the wild card games. We will be back after the end of the wild card rounds to give you our next predictions. We'll see who was right, who was wrong, uh, and what series really struck our eye whenever we were going through it. We'll be back with that one. But before we close it out, guys, either one of you have any closing thoughts on any of these series or any players to watch, uh, anything such as that? Well, Matt mentioned how he wishes Bryce Harper would have been in the playoffs uh, just for an entertainment standpoint. Watch Fernando Tatis. I think that'll be our entertainment. Him and Ronald Acuna. I think those are two of the most exciting players in all of baseball, and uh, they're going to be fun to watch. Matt, any closing thoughts on any of these series? 
I hope Aaron Judge gets hot. Uh, I hope the whole Yankees team gets hot because if we don't, I'm in trouble. I hope if anybody gets hot for the New York Yankees, it's Luke Voigt so I can at least feel like we did you a favor. Uh, And I hope, uh, no matter how hot the Padres get, I hope Yadi Molina at least throws out Fernando Tatis at least one time in this series. Uh, That's all I'm praying for. So uh, (laughs) that's all I can really hope for at this point. But uh, if for some reason our bats get stupid hot like they did today where the Cardinals were able to put up seven runs – Look out for us. You know, it's it's gonna. We're one of those stupid teams, as mentioned. We there, we we are the team who's won the least amount of games in history and still win a World Series. So, don't be shocked to see some Cardinal magic and make something stupid happen again. So, uh, but until then, we'll figure out what exactly is gonna happen the next time we're on here with another baseball video. But until then, this has been our predictions for the wild card round of the 2020 MLB playoffs. Uh, you've been watching GMs for Hire. And on the behalf of RJ Strope and Matt Perry, I've been Will Polson. Uh, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>